Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And thank you so much for your well wishes. You may hear me occasionally cough. I'll try to get to the button, but I am doing a lot better Nothing like the wonder world of antibiotics, but yeah, I caught something on the plane. That's why I hate to fly. But anyway, we are here. Evil doesn't take a day off, so neither can I. And we have Pastor Sam Arnold with us, our Latin American expert. And we got a lot of turf to cover, but first I got to take care of some business. So really quickly, let me tell you who's bringing us the show today. Number one. Noble Gold. If you have a nest egg to protect, ladies and gentlemen, you better, and I do mean this sincerely, you better attach yourself to Noble Gold. They can save your nest egg. They've got the IRA that they can convert for you and back it up with gold, the 401k, because if your bank or financial institution goes down, you've lost everything. If you back it with gold or silver, you're going to be great. In fact, they've got great silver investment programs because silver is the language and material in the new green deal. Now, hopefully we can undo that. But while it's going, let's make money on it with silver. They can help you diversify. You need to get a hold of them. Now, here's what I recommend. Go to goldbeforelate.com, and they'll send you a free packet. Or if you'd rather talk to them, you can call them at 877. Now, you know what? Let's just have you send the packet. That's what we're going to do. Take the packet, read it, and you're going, Dave's telling the truth. Everything is there. And then call them with the number on the screen. Okay? All right. So, goldbeforelate.com. Next item. Uh, Mike Lindell, uh, love the guy, respect him. He's lost a lot because he's taken a stance uh, for truth and honesty in elections. And uh, they like what we do, and they contacted us and said, would you like to sell our stuff? We'll give your audience the best deals possible. I said, like what? And they said, how about half off everything, sometimes more, sometimes two for one, sometimes three for one? Really, what do we got to do? Just put out this address, mystore.com. And put in Hodges. MyStore.com, put in Hodges. Okay, and now here's one thing you better be thinking about very clearly. Uh, shoring up your food supply. I talk to farmers on a regular basis, and uh, uh, the, the fertilizer they're getting, they don't think it's going to be available much longer. It's less potent. They think crop yields are going to be down by more than 50% next year. Do I need to say more with all that's going on? Go to preparewithdave.com for 25 years shelf life. Tastes good. 2,000 calories per day. That's preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. Well, those are the people that bring us the Common Sense Show today. And I really think that uh, you should take advantage of each one of these sponsors because we bring them to you because we feel you're going to need it. Well, we got Sam Arnold on the line with us. And Sam, I want to start off with a premise. And then I'm going to let you take this wherever you'd like. But <clears throat> Bolsonaro is his own man, has control of his own military. But if Bolsonaro is shown the door in this election by hook and crook, then my fear is Brazil would be could potentially become a major player in a Red Dawn invasion if we were involved in a war with either Russia, China, or both. I'll just let you take that and run with it. Okay. At this point, there are two options in the Brazilian election. And what is coming to be a likely option is that to avoid imminent civil war, where he keeps power by using military force, is that the establishment allows him to win the election. That's still a slim possibility. I still see uh, conflict in the future, 
And I would like to see conflict open as, as nation after nation has handed over power to a, a communist government. There's only a few small nations that haven't done that. And then Brazil, of course, is a great nation, the most populous and the strongest military and the largest in uh, all of South America or all of Latin America, for that matter. And so I'm really pulling for violence in the streets. I'm really uh, I really see that as a necessity. I see it as the only route out. We have already tried every other option. And it's really turned into a lot of turning the other cheek. So this is what happened in Argentina. This is what happened in Chile. But those men, although great conservative presidents, were not fist fighters and gun fighters. They were not crime fighters. They were very much like Donald Trump, where they're very skilled at the art of the deal, at using civil processes. But when it comes to fist fighting in the street and to military force, those presidents just and of course, there's a lot of pacifist doctrine out there, which I have been confronting on my new shortwave show, Living by the Sword, that goes all through Central America and South America on uh, Radio Miami International, WRMI. I've been confronting that pacifist doctrine and even new Spanish Bibles that are pacifist. You know, my friend who, who edited the Jubilee 2000 Bible, he actually took out the kingdom suffer with violence and the violent take it by force. He took that verse out. <laughs> and that I opened my show with that. And so I, I had to call him out on it. But there are pacifist doctrines that have gone through South America. And so you need to know that I'm really pulling for Brazil to be the nation that actually kindles into flame and fights for its independence and sovereignty that they just do not turn over the keys to China. And uh, one more hard fact before we, before I, I, you come back into comment. Last time when Bolsonaro was about to be elected and his election went to a runoff because neither candidate achieved 50%, and there were a lot of dark horse candidates four years ago, uh, I was on with Rob Dew, and Rob Dew actually asked me about Bo- Bolsonaro. I was really surprised how informed he was about such a distant place. They said, Sam, what about this? And I said, well, uh, at this point, the election will go to a runoff, and that'll be on October 28th, and there's 20% undecided vote that did not go to Bolsonaro nor to the other candidate. And so he, he only needs to pick up, and I knew how many small points, out of that 20%, which he will clearly do and achieve 50% for a a, a clear victory. And so the numbers lined up last time around for him to clearly win the runoff. Now, I believe that there's new mechanisms of voter fraud, and, and that's happening in the United States too. There are new mechanisms of voter fraud, as well as old tricks that have worked, as well as refusal to clean voter rolls. Many laws in many states have been blocked. That were proposed to clean up yeah, voter Sam, let me throw this in because you're right. Did you see what came out of Colorado today? I did not. Okay, well, that corrupt uh, Secretary of State in Colorado, the one that arrested Tina Peters, um, she said, oh, it was an accident that 30,000 illegals got ballots to vote. They were mailed out by the state of Colorado. They hate Lauren Boebert. They just can't stand it when regular people make it to Washington, D.C. and argue for their compatriots, for the, the, the country folk, the working folk, for uh, colored, all the races being represented. They cannot stand it. They cannot stand real business people. So they hate Lauren Boebert. And there really is a concerted effort to get her out and her seats in Colorado there in right. Yeah, yeah. And voter fraud is going to be huge there. Yeah, the Secretary of State... Uh, she did. I was up in Colorado last week, and I watched one of her campaign ads. And I'm going to paraphrase this, but this is effectively what she said in her campaign commercial. She said, and on top of all these other things, I've increased ballot deposits for votes by 65 times. 65 times. Yeah. 
We need to know that the machinery is running. They say in Latin America, a toda máquina. It's going full throttle. It's going at maximum overdrive in the United States, even though 20 states have passed new laws about election security. There are still machines. There are still not paper trails. There's still unauditable uh, process. Oh, no. I, I'm going to correct on one thing here, and we can debate this. But I was part of an investigative group, and I went off on my own at first. But what I can tell you is this, Sam, is that the Dominion voting machines, and I can't say they're fraudulent. Here's what I can say. In Maricopa County, uh, they the, the Dominion people were given separate quarters, had their own Internet. I've been told this by people that ran election centers. That's not illegal, but the head of the election center was supposed to have supervisory abilities and was supposed to have the election codes. She was, they, in two of the three cases I talked to, they never had the election codes. So when the people were looking into the audit uh, of the election, they demanded that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors surrender the codes because they said they had them uh, initially. And they refused to obey not one court order, not two court orders, but also an attorney general order that threatened to take away funding, and somehow that just went away. And to this day, court-ordered evidence as to the machine's ability to be audited and the codes and where the data went and where it came from, they have never surrendered this material. It's a shell game. So who had it? And, and, oh, and oh, oh well, you- there's an answer to that. Then they concocted this lie. A guy who got $2 million from George Soros to run for sheriff and beat Joe Arpaio, um, the current sheriff of Maricopa County, uh, did a press conference with the county supervisors and said, well, they were concerned about voter fraud, so they gave me the codes for safekeeping. Well, uh, you're telling me a sheriff ran your frickin' election? It's not even believable, Mr. George Soros, sheriff. Uh, yeah. So, so Sam... I don't mean to disagree with you, but what I know about Maricopa County, these other areas, you might be right. But with Maricopa County, I can tell you, uh, Matt, here's what Sheriff Mack said to me on my show when we talked about this. Sheriff Richard Mack said, well, I said, what do you think, Sheriff? Do you think there is fraud? He goes, well, if there's not fraud, they need to stop acting like there is fraud. That's exactly what he said about the supervisors and the people running the election. And there was one other thing, too, Sam, and then I'll shut up and throw it back to you. Uh, Adrian Fontes, who's running for Secretary of State, scary, scary thought. Uh, he ruined two elections, a lot of people's opinion, including my own. And there was a voter breach of the polls, the voter registration material, a few months before the election. He never reported it as required by law. His successor... Uh, Steve uh, Reacher reported it with just a basic letter saying, oh, no harm, no foul. And I found out all your voter information's on one page. So if you got the page, you got everything on that person. Here's what they were able to do. They were able to go out and say, well, this guy hasn't voted for 20 years. Let's, let, let's just fill out a ballot in his name. This guy moved to Ohio. This guy's dead. But see, they didn't purge the voter rolls, but they got this information from the voter breach. And there was at least... 55,000 of these in Maricopa County. Remember, Biden only won Arizona by 11,000 votes. Ah. So do you see where I'm going with this? It's going total machina. The election fraud machinery is still running. Hell bent. It's a runaway train. Ain't never coming back. You're right, Sam. Wrong way on a one-way track. Unfortunately, my friend, you are right. And it is the same in Brazil. You know, the one person who's actually fought voter fraud to some degree is the Uruguayan Luis Almagro, who's the head of the Organization of American States. And do you know he's in the news this week because they say that he was kissing his uh, one of his co-workers, a lady co-worker, mm-hmm. that he had a, a little fling together or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the people, you know, I actually wrote to Luis Almagro and I said, uh, Mr. Secretary, I'd like you to come to the state of Iowa to observe our election because they're going to try to steal it. <laughs> and do you know what? He sent representatives to, I believe, 24 states. He himself watched the polls in Washington, D.C. 
and his team did come to Iowa, and we won my congressional seat by only six votes. Now, I got to say, I'm disappointed in my representative, Marion Miller Meeks, who, as a medical doctor in Army service, has been uh, 100% for the vaccine and mask wearing and such. So even though we move some things to the right, uh, it's just amazing how, even if they're not outright rhinos, how clueless some of these people can be as far as the growth of government, the establishment of fusion centers, the erosion of local law enforcement, the, uh, the, the professional organizations and the Masonic organizations that are in these have corrupted things to the point where at this, at this point, it's, it is, uh, it's endemic. It is thoroughly corrupted. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. My Iowa, my Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, I saw her in person at the Trump rally, and these are just some of my options that I exhausted before completely. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time leaving for mexico and and petitioning for asylum status i went to my iowa governor and said hey i unveiled all this voter fraud in the state of iowa and the dot who issues driver's licenses the department of transportation that's also who takes a lot of people's property in eminent domain proceedings, if you know anything about that, Dave. Hmm. The DOT took my driver's license. They said, hey, you need to uh, 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 render. You have to surrender your driver's license and all your vehicle tags. You may not operate a motor vehicle nor register a motor vehicle. And that's when I reached out to my Iowa governor. So months later, I saw her at a Trump rally, and there were a lot of people taking selfies. And I stepped up and I took a selfie and I said, uh, Governor, I just want to say thank you. The DOT did give me my driver's license back. And she, she's very photogenic. She was smiling for the selfie and she pulled her head back and looked me straight in the face like, you're the guy. You're the guy that I had all these papers that came to my desk from Mexico. So my Iowa governor cracked the whip. 
got me my documents back, but what they haven't done is disestablish these juggernaut bureaus of government that are all involved in voter fraud. Yeah. And it's all over the nation. So that's why we got to have war, and Brazil's a great place for it to start. Yeah, but Brazil won't change what's going on here. But we do need Brazil to go the right way. Let me ask you a question, because we talked about this before. If Bolsonaro loses and it's clearly voter fraud, will he just lay down and take it, or what do you think he would do? I think he's going to fight. I think he learned something from watching Donald Trump do exactly that, from watching Mauricio Macri do exactly that. I watched the video of Mauricio Macri in front of the Casa Rosa, a place that I've been in Buenos Aires, Argentina, when he was president. And he, he stepped out onto the crowd, and the crowd carried him and sent him back on the platform, and everyone wept, and he handed over the keys to the kingdom to the communists, to uh, for Christina Fernandez de Kirchner, oh, and Alberto okay. Fernandez, the, the puppet president. And so... Mauricio Macri did that. Donald Trump did that. Sebastian Pinera of Chile did that. And there are other smaller nations that also did the same thing. And it's just not beneficial for anyone. And so I think he knows that he's got to fight. You know, the president of Honduras, who extradited 32 drug traffickers to the United States for prosecution and put 32 kingpins in prison from Honduras, once he handed over the keys to his kingdom in another stolen election to Hillary's good friend Zelaya and his wife, Castro Zelaya, who's now the lady president, and Zelaya is the first gentleman in Honduras. Yeah, when Juan Orlando Hernandez handed over the keys to them, they immediately pursued him legally, threw him in jail, and extradited him to the United States. And he's in, he's in U.S. jail facing charges right now. The ex-president. So Bolsonaro knows what's in for him. He knows what's... He does not want to be like Janina Añez, the lady president of Bolivia that was forced out after one year, that was kidnapped on the island of Trinidad and and uh, renditioned 1,000 kilometers back to Bolivia and thrown in the dungeon. And she's in the dungeon today for over 500 days. That's what awaits Bolsonaro if he gives over the keys. And if he's listening to me, President Bolsonaro, if you're listening to Pastor Sam and the Gospel Gunslingers, you go down in a blaze of glory if you go down at all. God will not be mad at you if you fight for what's right. Will the military stand with him? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And everything that Trump did to rebuild the U.S. military and all the favor that Trump had in the U.S. military... Bolsonaro's is far stronger even than that. And the U.S. military loved Donald Trump. They loved him. But Bolsonaro is actually one of them. He's a paratrooper. He wears jump wings. He was an infantry captain, a low-level officer who was actually physically commanding troops. And he's he has invited the military uh, operators, you know, uh, enlisted and officers to run for mayor, run for sheriff, run for Congress, run for the Senate. And there's thousands of them now. And so this is how it sounds like Trump. Well, this is how Bolsonaro has has resisted the parts of the Brazilian juggernaut government, the deep state that he could not fire, that he could not weed out. He knew he couldn't weed him, weed them out. And so he brought people that are faithful and under oath and and have a love for their nation that are that are nationalists and that uh adhere to Brazil's traditional values he said i'm going to allow them to come in and take all these civic posts and so he's prepared for this from day 1 and i'll just tell you right now they are not going to give him this election if you look at the first round uh, Lula da Silva had 48.4%. If he would have made 50%, there would be no second round. And Bolsonaro had 43.2. So the lead is 5.2%, and there's only 8.4% outstanding. 
that voted for third parties for dark horses. And so it's extremely unlikely that Bolsonaro would get two thirds of that 8%. It's possible, but it's not really likely. And he does have some counter vote fraud activities going on with his intelligence bureaus, I'm sure. But I really think that they know it's the end for their deep state if he has another term. And so because of that, they're going to push the issue, make him fight for it. And then Brazil will be the nation that goes into civil war and causes civil war to break out in nation after nation. You know, which, there which, na- which nation, which nations will follow? Okay, Argentina, for starters, where you and I reported that just over a month ago was an assassination attempt on the real president, Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner. Yeah. And this assassination attempt by, was by a regular guy, uh, a young uh, uh, lone gunman, somebody who decided to do this, that, that decided to fight for his nation. And this is an, this is an outcropping of other violent, uh, skirmishes between Mauricio Macri supporters who are against lockdowns, against mask wearing, against socialist policies and heavy taxation and the supporters of, of, uh, uh, the Fernandez administration. What I'd really like to see is Alberto Fernandez break from what he was told to do. He is the president. He's also, by the way, the rotating head of CELAC, which is the leftist counterbalance to the Organization of American States that Luis Almagro heads. Mm-hmm. And so Alberto Fernandez could step up and say, okay, I'm the president. I'm the head of CELAC. Uh, we're putting Christina Fernandez de Kirchner in jail. She'll never come out. And we're not going to let China take over our country. And if that happened... They could have a renaissance in Argentina, really without a war. Otherwise, it will be war, and the powers on the other side are really deeply entrenched there. Uh, let's go back to. You Bra- know, I want to go back to Brazil for a second. I don't want to leave what we left unsaid. Uh, the military is loyal to Bolsonaro, but China is behind his opponent. Correct. And if, that, yes. if that's true, then won't China interject their troops into this war? Yes, but, you know, I did some research on fentanyl in Brazil, and I found really very little. And here's why. They have no Pacific coast. It's all Atlantic coast. Now, the Chinese fishing ships do sail all the way around South America to steal fish out of the Atlantic. But it's not like, say, Peru or uh, Baja California in Mexico, or Sinaloa in Mexico that has Pacific Coast, and so there's opportunity for Chinese fentanyl to come in. And so the Chinese want to be in on the, on the uh, they want a favorable government there, but they're, they're, they're just, they don't have the advantages there that they have in some other places. In Argentina, they're just so entrenched that they do. The Chinese have their space base on the Patagonian plain and other other tentacles into Argentina. And the Chinese have also played nice because they want the grain from these places. They they need the pork out of Brazil, the soy out of Brazil. Brazil's a huge exporter of soy. And uh wheat out of Argentina. Argentina is a major producer of both wheat and beef. And the Chinese want that in addition to the fish that they're stealing. And so the Chinese have tried to play nice with Bolsonaro's administration, and Bolsonaro sold them a lot of what they needed. But like Andres Manuel in Mexico, he's wise to their game. He knows that they say one thing, and they'll negotiate a deal, but that they always want more than what they confess. Right. I I agree with what you're saying. Um but let's go back to force meets force. Brazilian military in a state of defiance against election results. Uh, China, how will they do against China militarily? And also, don't you fear that other uh, countries will come join in? Oh, we have an election denier in Bolsonaro. I mean, what do you think? What's going to happen? 
if you look at the population of Brazil versus Chile, Chile is 19 million. Brazil is 309 million. It's 15 times the population. And while I see Chile as a great nation in many respects, Brazil is just much more of a nation. It's just much a much bigger fish. And so, yes, the Chinese are going to try to make it go their way. But, Dave, this is why Bolsonaro went to Moscow in February, the week before the invasion of Ukraine. He went to Moscow and he talked with Putin. And so this was discussed. Look, I'm not going to let the Chinese take over. I'm not giving the keys to these uh, commie bastards. No offense, <laughs> because we're dealing with Russia's from the left. The government of Mexico is technically from the left and China is technically from the left. But this is where we're seeing a breach. And there's nationalism within the BRICS. There's nationalism within leftist nations. And there is definitely nationalism within Mexico. And in Mexico, there's even disagreement within the government. I don't know if you saw that today the uh, Secretary of State of Mexico was in El Paso, Texas, and filed a new lawsuit against U.S. firearm manufacturers. The whole, a lot of Americans are pissed about that. But listen, the world needs to know that Mexico is ruled by a coalition, and this coalition was assembled so that Andres Manuel could take power. And he and the Secretary of State, Marcel Ebrard, are very different men. And so you see Marcel Ebrard going around the world and saying, oh, we're going to go in on the Green Deal. Oh, we're going to help the environment. Oh, we uh, condemn what's going on in Ukraine. And we want to file suit against firearm manufacturers. And you don't see that kind of stuff from Andres Manuel. And so those two faces of leftism are apparent at the same time, even in today's government of Mexico. Okay. So net effect, does Bolsonaro win? Or give me some idea of what you're looking for. Well, you see, we went into overtime, and so now it's sudden death. It, if if this would have just happened in the time clock of the game, it would have been one thing. But now that this has gone to a second round, and the powers that be are involved in this, the the corrupt election officials are involved in this. They could have, they could have pushed Lula da Silva over fifty percent. Said ah. You're the president-elect. There's going to be no runoff. And at that point, the sparks would have flown Would have flown if they were ever going to. Instead, he goes into a runoff with a 5.2% lead. And so we will see at the end of October, this month is sudden death overtime. When this next election happens, that's when we're going to see what we're going to see. And I think they will not give it to Bolsonaro, even if every Brazilian voted for him. They're still going to try to steal it. They just can't stop being what they are. And so they're going to try to steal it, and he will fight Hmm. with Putin's help, with help from Russia, and maybe from India. Do do, do you know, that's interesting, do you know how interesting uh, you're making it sound is Bolsonaro the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. We could substitute the word Trump and we'd be talking about the same set of events. Well, Sonaro, they said is the tropical Trump, but as much as even Roger Stone said Donald Trump's a street fighter, but Come on, Dave. You're a black belt. I'm a black belt. We have an eye for these things. And I just got to say, the art of the deal, Trump was awesome. As a commander in an armchair or on the deck of a flagship, yeah, great. But is he is he uh, a great fist fighter? No. 
No, but Bolsonaro is. Bolsonaro understands what it is to go for the jugular. He He's a different sort of man. And really, Mauricio Macri, Sebastian Piniera, and Donald Trump, they're all billionaire businessmen. They were all good friends. They all have beautiful supermodel wives. They were the loveliest first ladies in decades. But this is totally different from Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro is a street fighter, and he will not. And he loves his nation. He will not let them have it. He will not let them have it. Well, what kind of war would this look like in your estimation? Civil war is part of the next world war. And there were things learned, especially in World War II, where aviation and navies went to whole new levels, naval aviation especially, which, by the way, Brazil is a carrier power. They have a Cato Bar carrier with catapults and barrier arresting. It's supposedly in mothballs. We'll see. They also have a helicopter carrier, which Bolsonaro renamed an aircraft carrier. No one was sure what he was saying with that, but the fact is it's F-35 capable. And so they, this is, this is the advancement of that nation. They taught the Chinese carrier operations under the previous leftist administrations. So what was learned is that there was too much emphasis put on the Suez Canal, the Straits of Gibraltar, which the British have, have controlled for centuries, literally, and the Panama Canal. And what's really important is the southern oceans, control of the southern tip of Africa, which is why the Chinese are so deep into Zimbabwe with their missile batteries, their puppet government, and now also into South Africa. And the same thing with the south of South America. Both Chile and Argentina have both gone communist. And so right now, you have Chinese satellites controlling the south of both Africa and South America. So the southern oceans are, at this point, without firing a shot, well, they have actually fired some shots, but the Chinese control the southern oceans and the belt to circumnavigate the globe and to access the Indian Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, and the Atlantic Ocean at at, at their at at their leisure. And so that's why they have gone in to do this. So that's the geopolitical side. But they've also learned from World War II not to wake up sleeping giants. They thought that the strike at Pearl Harbor, the Japanese really thought that it would be a crippling blow and that they could jump on the U.S. and finish us off, that they could get all the resources they need to ramp up their, uh, ramp up their industry and the U.S.A. would never catch up. And they learned that that was a, that was wrong. And so this time around, globalism has slid in and taken nation after nation with a fraudulent vote, with key assassinations. By the way, you know who was assassinated Friday? The right hand of Dr. Americo Villarreal, the replacement governor in Tamaulipas State against the board. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, let's back up. Let's develop that for us because this is, I didn't know this, this is huge. Well, really, Dave, you're the one that has printed the stories about Cabeza de Vaca being the person responsible for all of these immigrant surges in the USA. And let, let me just point out the three amigos right now. You got Cabeza de Vaca, who is in the process of a red notice for Interpol in 120 countries, lest he flee the country. There are rumors that he's in Tamaulipas, Mexico, and rumors that he fled two days before his mandate was even up in an effort to get out before the net closed on him. So his two good buddies who actually went on camera with him, signed documents with him, are the U.S. ambassador to Mexico, Ken Salazar. Now, you know who Ken Salazar is? He's from Colorado. He's a thug and a creep and a criminal. Yeah, he is. Well, let me put some hat. He always wears a hat. I'm going to tell you some hats that he wears so that everybody will know very clearly who this punk is. He, first of all, is the only uh, leftist Democrat that I know of that's greedy for petroleum, for oil. One. Two, he was the Department of the Interior Secretary, cabinet-level position under Obama, 
And do you know who led the transition team for Madame President Hillary Clinton in 2016 in the event that she won the election? Ken Salazar. And then when when it was undeniable that Trump won by a landslide and all the uh, was it Newsweek magazine that was already printed, Madame Presidents had to be destroyed and sent to the shredder. Well, they had to find a, a new job for Ken Salazar. And they sent him to Mexico to be the ambassador. And even while Governor Cabeza de Vaca was only being protected by corrupt judges in his own state of Tamaulipas, who, by the way, got fired on Saturday, October the 1st. On Saturday, America Villarreal took over. He took office. He had a stack of documents on his desk and started signing them. And the calls went out. You're fired. You're fired. And you're fired. Because these were the judges and the officials that protected Cabeza de Vaca within the state of Tamaulipas. But when he was not supposed to travel within Mexico because there was a federal arrest warrant out for him, he traveled to Mexico City and went to Ken Salazar's 4th of July party at the ambassador's residence in Mexico City. All right, so that's a leftist. But who's the other amigo of Cabeza de Vaca and Ken Salazar? Texas Governor Greg Abbott, yeah, deve- Rhino yeah, Turncoat, yeah, yeah. and Benedict Arnold. Yeah, talk about what he's Texas after. Texas Governor Greg Abbott yeah. needs to be impeached or forced to resign before the November election. Okay, all right. That- let, but we get Beto or work then, God forbid. Listen, listen, I know the story. I want you to develop it once again for our audience that may not have heard it before. This is huge. Tell them what Abbott's goal is and how we know this is true. Abbott's goal, you know, when you hamstring a horse, it's like cutting the Achilles tendon on a human being. That horse is worthless for work or for riding. It's only used to breed. Through its entire lifetime, it's no good. The whole purpose of Abbott winning re-election is to hamstring Texas secession so that when the popular uprising happens, when people in the streets go to defend their communities, defend their neighborhoods, and defend themselves, and to root out criminals and voter fraud, when they go to do that, Abbott is the turncoat who's going to turn them all in. And this is exactly what Benedict Arnold did. He was the he was the commanding officer of Fort Ticonderoga in upper upstate New York, and he just handed it over. To the British. And so this is what Abbott's plan is. He's already handed over Texas to the immigrants. This is why he signed uh, fraudulent deals with Governor Cabeza de Vaca, because they both knew that they were posturing and positioning to uh, sell out their states and not to protect them. And it doesn't matter how many stories you hear about him busting immigrants or jetting immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. It's all grandstanding. The border is being flooded, and really not with Mexicans, with Haitians, with Nicaraguans, with Venezuelans, the people that have been years in U.N. camps. That's who's coming to America, and a lot of them, great, big, hulking muscle men of military age. I see them every day, and it's, it, it, should, it should scare Americans that these kind of, of tough men are flooding the border every day and this is abbott's plan is to keep flooding the border with with enemy combatants and convince texas shine him on that that he's the conservative choice he is a rhino's rhino and i've given him far too many chances it's time listen beta o'rourke will not win if he resigns and does not run Another Republican will, will come in, maybe Dan Patrick. He's the lieutenant governor. I'm sure he'll be running for lieutenant governor again. And so he would just take over uh, running for the governor's position. And it, I, even if you don't like him, Dave, at this point, anything's better than Greg Abbott. Uh, He's so yellow. Yeah, I hear you, but not Beto O'Rourke. Well, that would be given the keys to China. And every Texan's got to decide what they're going to do at that point. Wow. Uh, that's not a good option. That's 
Heads I lose, tails I lose. If Cabeza de Vaca is not in Tamaulipas State, which the official story, including tweets that he himself has sent as his social media posts and statements by his legal team, is that he's been on his ranch on holiday in Tamaulipas in the north of Mexico, which ranch, one of his 20 properties that he illegally owns under Presta Nombres, that is in other people's names, in Mexico and in the United States, it is in his wife's name, which is a legal issue as far as getting a warrant to stage a raid on that property. And so he says, on, um, but numerous news articles have come out that he fled the country as early as October the 28th, uh, September the 28th, Dr. Americo having, having taken the oath of office on October the 1st. And I'll tell you this right now. Cabeza de Vaca has left Mexico. Governor Abbott's the one who made it happen. Because Governor Abbott's the one who made it happen before when they met to sign accords. Governor Abbott allowed this known criminal disbarred. You know, they, they took away his constitute his protection as a politician by Argument and acts on the floor of Congress and the Mexican Senate by votes in Mexico City. And after all of that, Greg Abbott's going to just meet with him in Westlake and, and shake his hand. Yeah, I hear you. And that's what happened. Greg Abbott's got to go. High treason. High treason charges. Uh, Mitch McConnell in China. Greg Abbott. Who's worse? So did you hear that Biden asked Mexico for lumber and petroleum to rebuild Florida after Hurricane Ian? Probably won't hear about it in the American news. No. But, yeah, Biden's got to do something about fuel prices. And there is no wood. There are no our, – our American industry and supply chains have been so collapsed that there – the, the necessary materials, insulation, siding, windows, and lumber don't exist to rebuild Florida after this catastrophic loss. And Biden actually, you know, he went to OPEC first and said, look, guys, come on, come on, come on, come on. Raise production, which would cause the prices to fall, and it would give a little bit of reprieve at the pump. Because right now, there's too many voters looking at the pump and thinking how much his administration is costing them before going to the polls in November. So that's why he went to OPEC first. You, you've reported more than anybody else that the Saudis won't even talk to Joe Biden. So he went to OPEC. He went to them first. He went to OPEC, and that didn't work. And then he went to Mexico. Mexico being self-sufficient in gasoline and diesel. And did you know, Dave, that there have been suspicious methane leaks in the last few years on Pemex platforms out to sea. Are you saying like what happened in Crimea? Yes. So what, who knows? What, what do you take? Because, okay. So let's let's not beat around the bush. What do you suspect? Well, there's been gray war against Mexican petroleum ever since Biden took office, including three explosions on Mexican offshore platforms. But you know who's on those Mexican offshore platforms? Russian scientists, Russian engineers, because Andres Manuel quickly made deals with the Russians who have very high technology for exploration and extraction of what we call fossil fuels, of mineral wealth, of, of, of gas and oil and uh, petroleum. And so there has been gray war, and I've reported on this. There's written articles on subscribestar.com slash gospel gunslingers about the refinery explosions before it was cool to talk about it in 2019. And then 2020, we have our fraudulent election. 2021, Biden takes over. And since then, there's been not less than three suspicious explosions and fires after explosions at Mexican offshore platforms with links to Russian energy companies. So, yes, the explosion of the Nord Stream pipelines was rehearsed in advance in the Gulf of Mexico 
Biden has committed gray war against his neighbor. And and, and now that he finds himself in a corner, he's going to come ask for wood. Wow. These are pretty stunning revelations. Let's pull it all together now. Give us a scenario, a scheme, a schematics. What's going to happen? Let's let's lay it all out in an overview fashion. Okay. Uh, one more quick fact: the TSE, that is Tribunal Supremo Electoral, in Brazil, this electoral Supreme Court issued two decisions this week. They told Lula da Silva that he's not supposed to talk about cannibalism when Bolsonaro said that he might go visit the Indian villages where some of them are still cannibals. And they said that Bolsonaro, that, uh, is, yeah, Bolsonaro's not supposed to talk about the PCC scandal. That is very clear corruption convictions and corruption links and links even to China of his, pre- of, of his predecessor and opponent, Lula da Silva. And so right now, uh, they're neck and neck. Lula da Silva's 5% ahead. And then here we get to the end of this month. This month, which is one of a very few months of favorable sea states for a Taiwan invasion by China, by the way. As we're in that critical time, there's probably going to be open civil war in Brazil. And nation after nation is going to try to take their country back. And it's going to be gunfire. It's going to be fighting in the streets. It's going to be uh, pedophiles being taken down. And we're not, listen, we're not talking about deep underground military bases. We're talking about the guy on your street that everybody knows, who by the time he shows up on the on the uh, computer list that as a registered sex offender, has abused 42 children. Everybody knows who that person is. Everybody knows who the enemy is. And I just got something to say about Mexico. According to the Mexican Constitution, people that do not have an honorable way of life are not Mexican citizens. And so that's Cabeza de Vaca. And, and even though the death penalty is illegal in Mexico for civil processes, when you're talking about enemy invaders and people who are not Mexican citizens that are causing chaos all over the nation with inviting immigrants, inviting foreign nations, and trafficking drugs, Dave, eventually every neighborhood is going to hit a breaking point. At some point, one president will go first, and we're down to the last stand. It's going to be Bolsonaro. It's going to go to blows. When that happens, civil war will start in many nations, and world war which has already been cranking for five years, including ships sunk, aircraft blasted, various invasions, assassinations, etc. It will take off the mask and World War will be open, but each individual nation, including the United States of America, will be on a razor's edge as the, the patriots, the people that love their own country and its history, fight to preserve it. And And this is why I teach on self-government and self-defense and why I started my new worldwide shortwave show, Living by the Sword, so that we can unveil that new Bibles are coming out that remove the violence. Revelation 18, with great violence shall she be thrown down. Speaking of the vine of Sodom and the, the Babylonian false vine that's in the world today. Yeah, it's thrown down with violence. And somebody came and it's my friend, Russell Stendhal, Russell Martin Stendhal, the famous Colombian missionary, wrote this Jubilee 2000 Bible and cut that out with great violence. She'll be thrown down. And so this is why we're teaching that God is not going to be mad at you if you protect your children, if you protect your women, if you protect your neighborhood and yourself from invaders. God is not going to be mad at you. Come along with the Gospel Gunslingers. We teach on it every day. How can people follow that? Well, I'm still up on gospelgunslingers.com. I have very few people that come to Morning Bible Study. Please come to Telegram, t.me slash gospelgunslingers. 0700 Central Time. You will get your three-minute, three-minute Bible verse of the day for Gospel Gunslinger. 
and we've done over 400 of them, and they're all revolving around the Bible theme of self-defense and self-government. God is not going to be mad at you for doing what our forefathers did to establish these great nations. Not only the United States, but every nation that followed suit, Mexico, Argentina, the entire new world. This is where the Monroe Doctrine came from, 1832. These are going to be democratic nations. This whole side of the world will be free. And it can be free again. Just come see me on gospelgunslingers.com and send me a dollar. I'm a refugee and I'm broke. I want to be your pastor. I want to be your missionary. Please reach out. I'm easy to make friends with. Okay, so tell me about your shortwave program. I'm curious. How's that? It's called Go ahead. It's called Living by the Sword, which you know is from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm correcting a lot of pacifist doctrines. I'm correcting, and we teach on that. That's also the new home for Pastor Sam's Latin America War Report and Migrant Invasion News. I've kind of turned it around, whereas in past years I've spoken to the people of the United States and said, look what's going on in Latin America. Look how the Chinese are encroaching here and here. I'm kind of speaking to the people of Latin America now and to the many American expats because many, many Americans have sold out, pulled up their tent stakes, gone to Ecuador, gone to Peru, and some of them have gone to greener pastures only to find that that nation then fell to communism, and they're there. And they don't know what to do, but they know something about Acción de Gracias, about Thanksgiving, about Abe Lincoln, about George Washington and, and, uh, and Valley Forge, and they know how our nation came to be. And so now I'm speaking to those people so that they can really lead an uprising wherever they're at, so that they can lead their people and teach their people what made America great to start with and what made their nation free to start with and that it can happen again. Okay, so is there going to be a Red Dawn invasion if Bolsonaro loses? There is going to be a Red Dawn invasion either way because the whole plan is to take enough resources and enough beachheads really in South America to conquer the United States and to beat the United States navally around the world in naval campaigns and aviation campaigns. So Red Dawn is going to happen. Really, Red Dawn has already happened. If, if you look at the numbers of the immigrant surge during Biden's two years, it is, it is, uh, in excess of 10 million. And so, whenever did 10 million soldiers cross a border? The Russians didn't have 10 million infantry to send across to Hitler. That nobody sent 10 million. And now there's 10 million. In the U.S., and I look at them every day, and I'm telling you, I don't want to have to fight these guys. And, and, and this is a reality for me because they're trained criminals. When I see that guy, I'm like, all right, that's the guy that's going to try to stick me. That's the guy that's going to try to shake me down. Maybe two or three of them. Do I want to fist fight them? I might have to. All right, they're already in your backyard. And a lot of them are, a lot of them are in warehouses, in uh, a tenement apartments. They're all paid for. They look like they're part of the society. They look like they're integrated. You know, who's going to notice hundred thousands of black Haitians get put into a historically black neighborhood? Well, black Americans may notice that. They may notice that there's some people there that don't share their values at all and are coming gunning for them. So even though they're very carefully hidden and they're part of the economy because there's Soros money and other massive NGOs, it's not just Soros. Massive NGOs pay for their bills, have them set up different places, and also, uh, you know, government meal tickets. There, there, there's massive government funding for each migrant that comes in. So Red Dawn's already happened, Dave. It's already happened. It's already happened. And this is why I've turned around. I'm really done talking to my nation at this point because nobody's getting a clue. It's already overrun. Sam, (laughs) I hate to cut it off here, but we are at the end. And I guess we'll have to do a follow-up. But this is scary, scary stuff. Let's hope Bolsonaro perseveres. Sam, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. 
Broken Arrow. Thank you. Take care. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. It will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.